Now, as you know, if you've been paying attention, I like to do live streams of my podcast recording sessions for the nonfiction brand podcast, which you can see right there. And consequently, I'm going to be doing exactly that with my guest today, who you'll meet in just a second. But first, I want to turn my notifications off because that bugs the bejesus out of me. Well, I should have done that before we went live, but I didn't. Shame on me. But needless to say, that's neither here nor there because this is about meeting someone who's got some interesting stuff to say and share about their journey building their small business and personal brand and projecting it while protecting it online via various platforms and channels, etc. So let's get right into it and jump right into this introduction. There's my man, Will Wise Otero, and he is a dude that I ran into by being on his podcast. And before we get started, I just want to say thank you again for having me on your Stuck in My Mind podcast, which we're going to be talking about right now. So welcome to the Nonfiction Brand Podcast, Will. Thanks for having me. It was great. I, I appreciate you coming on my show. It was a great conversation. We had a pretty good show. So, And you did something that was amazing. I had technical difficulties. You stepped up and did your thing. So I greatly appreciate that. So I'm honored to be on your show. Oh, well, th that's funny. And I guess I should explain a little bit about what Wise or Will Wise Otero, <laughs> the man of many names, including his nickname El Jefe. I'm going to be using all versions of those names during this podcast <laughs> record. But just let me tell you this. Will invited me graciously onto his, his podcast. And like all podcasters, we all know eventually we're going to have some technical issues. Typically, almost every time we hit record, there is practically a perfect correlation between pressing that record button and something messing up technologically. So, you know, what happened? We had some problems. But here's the thing. Here's another thing you learn as a podcaster. Podcasts hate dead air, especially when they're being live streamed. The good news is an edited podcast, you can cut all that dead air out. But on a live stream, the second you go dead, you lose audience. Well, that happened, and I've been doing this long enough to know that, one, I can fill dead air. Two, if you see dead air, fill it. And so I did, and that's exactly what Wise is talking about. But anyway, obviously, both of us understand the value and power of podcasting when it comes to unlocking value in building, protecting, and projecting your personal brand. And I think a lot of people are curious about that, and I want to talk about that. But I really want to point out one thing that we talked about when I was on your podcast, and that is your very first experience. I'm going to tease it right there and leave it for you to tell that story. So, Will Wise Otero, Tell us about your very first experience as a press that button, go live podcaster. Exactly what you said. Press that button. Just press play record. And I didn't I didn't have the setup I have now. Right now, I, I've, I've invested in myself heavily. But prior to that, I had a, a $160 Behringer setup and it was cool. I, I didn't know, know what to say, what to do. It was just me talking. And I just had uh, my mic, the mixer. I didn't even have the hookup because I was talking to my nephew at the time on the phone. I didn't even have the plug to the phone. So I held the mic up. I mean, I held the phone up to the mic so they could hear him talk. And we did five minutes of a, it was a first intro episode, but 
the point was that we I pressed record and he wanted me to uh, he was like don't release it don't release it let's wait till we get better and I was like no because I want people to see the progression that we went through and even though it was just five minutes and he was and that, like my first few episodes that's how I did it was me holding if I when I did interview people it was me holding the phone to the mic so you can be able to hear the person and since then like again I invested in better equipment I got me the Rodecaster Pro I got me some beautiful mics. Some lighting, set up my my uh, studio in in, a, in my in one of my spare bedrooms, and and it was just the fact that I just pressed record, and from there it was just audio. I didn't I didn't do video at that time, but it was just the fact that I pressed record and and just stepped out of my comfort zone. Well, you know, I think that's a great way to start. Period. Just start because the fact is, you won't know what you're missing or how bad you are or what could be improved. Until you start doing it, start doing. until you start listening back, until you start watching back and you go, I could do that better. <laughs> well, yeah, you can do it better, but only if you're aware of it. So the only way you can become aware of it is to press that go live button. You know, I want to also underline a couple of things you said. You didn't have all that you have now. You did an entire list there of equipment you didn't have. Well, you now have it because you now knew you wanted it, that you needed it, but you didn't have it to start, and yet you started. Because I'm sure you feel the same way. We both know too many people are like, oh, I think I might be good at that, that never try or never hit yeah. that start button. And they didn't get started. Consequently, they aren't started. And so they sit there watching other people do it when they should be doing it themselves. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I thank my nephew for that because he had already been starting, started his YouTube channel. So he had already pressed record. And that just encouraged me to, you know what, just just kick down the door and just say, here I am. And I didn't know I was going to have a voice. I didn't know. Like when people heard my episode, people were, hey, you sound, you got a radio voice. You sound pretty good. And to myself, I sound horrible. I don't know if, it's, if that's everyone. But to me personally, I'm like, why would anybody want to listen to me? I don't sound good. And then people be like, what are you, crazy? What's wrong with you? You have, a, you have a voice for radio. I'm like, okay. And the more people tell you and the more I listen to it, yeah, I, I kind of do. But it's just, it's just so much fun just being able to do something I love. Just being able to do the podcast. I, went, I didn't know I would love it so much. I was, it was going to just be something I was going to do on the side. I didn't know I wanted to make it a business. I didn't know I wanted to build and do something from it, which I have. I've started my production company. I've done so many different things, but again, it starts with play, pressing that record button and getting out your own way. It's funny. You mentioned that your nephew was the one who kind of inspired you. That's not unusual. Many of us think that there's this special place in the United States where podcasters live and it has to be someplace near Hollywood or New York or something and that it's got to be done by professional people who've been born doing it or something like that. And the reality is, no, that's not true. I mean, uh, sure, I listen to the usual suspect podcasts that are always at the top of the top 10 list on Apple Podcasts, you know, that are produced by, you know, NPR or Gimlet Media, big names, big media outlets and stuff like that. But some of the ones that impressed me the most were by people who are not big names, but they decided, I'm going to do this anyway, because the barrier to entry is so low. Can you talk about that? 
when I say the barrier of entry is so low, what do you think that means? Or put that in your own words. Well, for me. Oh, this is what I'm talking about. I think we lost our connection, but I know I'm still going. Yeah. Oh, he's coming back. See, I'm telling you technology. This is the way it works. So hold on. There we go. He's back. <laughs> See, I told you. I've been trying to repair this problem for the past month and I can't get it resolved. For some reason, my thing keeps cutting off my adapter. I've messaged Microsoft. I still like my adapter just shuts off. Yeah. As I said at the beginning of this, there's exactly. almost a perfect correlation between pressing go live and something happening. And here's an example of that. But again, that could stop us right here. If we didn't do this on a regular basis, you and I might go, oh, this isn't working. It's, I'm, I'm never doing this again. I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm getting that kind of nervous flop sweat from, oh, my God, things aren't working and we're live. And ah, take me, kill, get me out of here. The fact is, part of that is what you have to burn out of yourself. And the only way to burn out that fear is by doing it. So, again, going back to your experience... But you, sometimes you went live, just, man. Yeah, but sometimes people appreciate that. People, people sometimes realize that, hey, they're not perfect. But as long as you get back up and keep doing it, they're like they ride with you. They know people go. They know people have technical difficulties and all that. And when you acknowledge it and you show it and you share it with them, they kind of appreciate that. They, they like the they like the authentic me. Like, I don't try to hide anything about myself. I don't try to be a person that I'm not. I just be myself. And they tend to like that. And I and I appreciate my fans. My I have some great loyal fans. I don't have a great big fan base, but it's growing. And But like I said, the fans that I do have, they're very dedicated. They're loyal. They support me 100%. And I love it. And that's the whole thing. You can't have fans if you haven't been out there. Now, in the past, we all relied on face-to-face -face networking to get yourself out there, to get let people know you. Well, the fact is... I don't know about you, but I haven't been face to face with more than a handful of family and friends for close to two years. The idea of going to a place like right now, I'm scheduled to go to Social Media Marketing World in San Diego in March. And right now I'm going, hmm, am I even going to go? I might have to eat that ticket just because I don't necessarily feel comfortable doing that. If I don't go, I would have zero communication with anybody except my immediate work relationships and stuff like that. And my personal brand would be dying on the vine. But because I have a podcast and because I, like you, have just started doing these as live streams, I now have the potential to continue growing my audience of people around the world. I mean, I know you and I talked about that, Will. How many countries do you have listeners in right now? Do you know? Oh, man. Uh, it's a long list. Uh, some of the, I'm amazed at some of the countries that, that follow me. I, I've uh, got a few, like Germany. I have quite a few listeners in Germany, the UK, Italy. So I've got fans all over uh, Japan, Russia, Germany, UK, your usual countries. And then you get places like the Philippines, Taiwan. South Korea, Spain, Puerto Rico, Jamaica, a whole bunch. I have a, a lot of listeners all over the world, and, and it's amazing. No kidding. I don't know if you've ever counted up the number of countries, but I've got listeners in 42 around the world. How did I get listeners in 42 countries around the world 
to listen to to me. I, I mean, I'm located in pretty much the more or less the center of the state of Wisconsin, which is more or less in the upper center portion of the United States of America. I've literally got listeners on every continent except Antarctica. And frankly, I'm working on that. So if you're down <laughs> at the uh, research stations near the South Pole, check out the Nonfiction Brand Podcast and also check out Wise's podcast as well, Stuck in My Mind, which you can potentially because we're actually putting these things out. This episode of the Nonfiction Brand Podcast is brought to you by my new book, Nonfiction Brand. Discover, craft, and communicate the completely true, completely you brand you already are, now available on Amazon.com. Jay Baer, best-selling author of Talk Triggers, said, The book is outstanding. Highly recommended. A spectacularly useful guide to personal branding that pulls off the difficult trick of being both realistic and inspirational. A must-read, regardless of where you are in your own brand-building journey. To get your copy, head on over to Amazon.com and search Nonfiction Brand. And let's get you all the credit you deserve for the completely true, completely you brand you already are. Now, did you set out to create the podcast with the overt goal of building your notoriety, your audience, your uh, their understanding of who you are, what you do, and how you do it? Honestly, I just, I, at first I, I built because I was uh, venting about work because I was furloughed and the elections and everything that was going on with uh, George Floyd and everything. And I didn't really enjoy doing that. It, that wasn't my, type of, my, my cup of tea. It wasn't until I started sitting down with guests and putting out positive content and focusing more on helping build people up instead of focusing on all the negative stuff that was going on in the world. That's when I really, really fell in love with this and realized that I wanted to help people. I wanted to spread positive messages. I wanted to people, someone who, if it's one person who listens to my podcast and gets something out of it, I feel like I did something great. I feel, feel good inside and I continue to just press on. And it's just been awesome. I've had people message me telling me, hey, this podcast, listen, to I had a personal friend of mine. We went to high school together and she saw an episode between me and another high school friend. We just spoke about business and how his business is flourishing. He's a big real estate agent in Brooklyn. And her listening to us talk about how we manifest things and how we set our goals and everything pushed her because she was, had been on the fence about starting her business, home business. It pushed her to go over and start her business. Listening to her, two of her friends growing up, like, I know these guys. They, I grew up with them. If they can do it, why can I not do it? And when she told me that, it just, it just like, made me want to go even harder. Yeah, well, you know that old saying, you got to see it to be it? Typically, people think, well, I've got to visualize something really hard so I can achieve it. Well, that's certainly part of what that means. But another big part you just hit on the head right there was, I've got to see other people do it that are close to me, that I associate with, that I can feel a connection to. Otherwise, it's something I can't even imagine. I mean, I don't know about you, but I look at certain movie stars, and I don't even think of them as human almost. They're like from this rare layer of humanity that we only get to glimpse from afar. And that's why, you know, certain people, I guess myself included, you could say they get starstruck when they meet them in person because it's like, no. You can't be in person because you're not a person. You're something completely different. I mean, the idea, I was just watching some videos on YouTube 
and some of my favorite musicians. They're so good technically that obviously I play guitar poorly. I'll just put that out there. <laughs> and I watch these great guitar players and go, they are a completely different species. I could never do what they do. Now, that's your the, problem right there. Yeah, that's exactly. Your problem right there. Exactly. Because <laughs> you're telling yourself, you're limiting yourself. By you telling yourself, I can't do that, your mind is like, okay, so you can't do this. And that's what people fail to realize. We have to watch what we say to ourselves. It's key what we say to ourselves. Your biggest critic is you. And if you're telling yourself, you're stupid, you're dumb, you don't know this, I don't know that, you're hindering yourself. You're making it bad for yourself. You're making it so that your mind just continues in that cycle then. It's going to continue to make you bad. You're not going to improve. I couldn't agree more. And oftentimes people will refer to that as imposter syndrome or self-sabotaging and stuff like that. And I think a big part of getting over that imposter syndrome is just realizing that nobody got good at anything right off the bat. I'm sure Mozart probably was playing piano at age five beautifully because he was so talented and truly a genius. But for the most of us, it takes hours. In fact, if you look at any truly great person in any field of human endeavor, they got great because they worked at it. And I can't tell you how many times I've quoted this quote from the great Green Bay Packers coach, Vince Lombardi. Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Meaning you just have to start practicing and work on perfecting that practice. And then every day, do it to the best of your ability and constantly get better. Continuous improvement became a big business buzzword in manufacturing I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. But the fact is, the very best in the world had been continuously improving themselves by doing that perfect practice every single time. And realize I'll never be perfect because I like to say perfection is in the realm of the gods, not us mere mortals. Okay, so not because you mentioned the practice and all that. A person who's really, since, his, since he passed away, that's really inspired me. Because I didn't really realize how special he was while he was here. I knew he was great. He was one of the greatest of all time. But Kobe Bryant, to me, was amazing. The more, the more I hear more stories of people talking about how he was in the gym every day. And, like, the great ones have an unmatched work ethic. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. There's certain players that they're destined to, they push themselves to be great. They practice, 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 shoot, shoot around. They might have a, they might score 60 points in one night and still after the game go around and shoot baskets. What does yeah. that tell you? He just scored 60 points and he's still in the gym shooting. Yeah, I, I remember hearing a story about Larry Bird that he, he was a weak left-handed shooter, so he spent an entire summer doing nothing but shooting left-hand shots because he wanted to have that tool in his toolkit especially when everyone's guarding him, you know, like he's going to shoot with his right hand. Right. To be able to go with your left hand, man, you are now a double threat. And people don't know where you're coming from. And this guy was, he was already playing NBA basketball. You know, it he wasn't like he was some, some little kid who goes, oh, I'm going to build this skill. He was an NBA player who said, I'm going to get better and better and better. So, no, I, I feel it, man. You're absolutely right. But again... The key thing that I would love for people to come out of this episode with is Will Wise Otero, El Jefe, the man behind the Stuck in My Mind podcast, 
just hit play. He had, I just have this image in my head of that you described of you holding your phone up to the microphone as your nephew is on the line and you put out a podcast episode just like that. Admittedly, it was short. It was the first one. Doesn't matter. Are you, Will Otero, a better podcaster today than you were then? Definitely. I've recorded over a hundred or something podcasts. If I, if I haven't improved, then I don't need to be doing this. <laughs> My point is you didn't stay in one place. You, you no. started then and you've gone miles since then because you just hit play. So I want to give people the opportunity to learn from you, to hook up with you. Will, where can people find you on social media if they'd like to talk to you? I'm on Instagram at wise underscore B underscore blunt. Same handle on Twitter. You can find my What Stuck in My Mind podcast on Facebook. It's uh, www.facebook.com backslash Y76. Definitely check out my website at www.stuckinmymind2020.com. If you want to come on the show or something or send me a message, you can definitely come to the production website, which is realwiseproductions.com. There, there's a link for you to schedule yourself an appointment to, to come on the show. Um, yeah, so if you get on any of those, you can definitely send me a message. Well, there you go. Obviously, Wise has a different point of view that's worth hearing from. I love hearing about it because where are you located? I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm in the Pocono Mountains oh, in Pennsylvania. Right. right. So, and, and we'll talk more I'm a, about I'm a that. I'm a Brooklyn boy. I'm, I'm yep. a Brooklyn boy. I'm a Brooklyn boy born and bred, but I, I uh, moved to the Pocono Mountains for the woman I love. And let's move out of a mate. We're going to talk more about that because it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You can have the world if you get a little bit out of your comfort zone and just hit play. So that's it for this week on the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. I am your host, D.P. Knutin, and he is Will Wise Otero. And I'll be talking at you guys next week. Bye bye. <laughs>